This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. So over the weekend, one of the bishops most closely associated with the recognize and resist side of things in the traditional Catholic world published a public letter in defense of Bishop Strickland. It's widely known that Bishop Strickland was the subject of an apostolic visitation in August. Incredible rumors have swirled since that visitation that Rome is going to put pressure on Strickland to resign. We have some news on that front that, as well that should help us understand where things stand for the good bishop, as well as the full letter written in defense and support of Bishop Strickland. The one thing, though, that we need to keep in mind during all this is that now people are openly comparing what is likely to happen to Bishop Strickland to what happened to Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres down at there in Puerto Rico. He was the bishop who refused to go along with Francis and the secular ruler's guidance about the crisis in 2020, including and especially the solution they were demanding everyone submit to that problem. He was also guilty of refusing to close his diocesan seminaries and send his seminarians to the corrupted modernist seminary on the island. And for those reasons, he was forcibly removed from his office. He's still a bishop, but he has no job anymore. Now, this may happen to Strickland, and it's worth pointing out here that forcibly removing a bishop is not something canon law actually permits, short of the bishop in question being guilty of committing some gravely evil crime, and that's usually revealed in some sort of canonical trial, or of course of passing away or being incapacitated in some way. Bishops are not the vicars of the Pope, nor are they the employees of the Holy See. Some, as we will see here shortly, have likened how bishops are treated today to as being branch managers of Vatican Incorporated. And that's not how bishops are supposed to be. They are successors to the apostles, after all. They represent Christ in their dioceses. They're supposed to listen to the Holy Father when it's needed, but in times such as these, when the man that the world thinks is the Pope teaches and promotes overtly evil things, bishops have the duty to not listen and to not repeat what he does. A bishop can't simply be removed on the whim of a Pope, or so the argument goes that I've seen online from among some canonists arguing the point, but this begs the question, can Bishop Strickland lawfully resist the attempt that is absolutely coming to force him to resign? A forced resignation is what they seem to be going for, and it may happen in the coming days. It should certainly happen before the bishops of the world meet in the Vatican for the launch of Laudato Si II in the fall meeting of the Synod of Bishops. Some have asked how they can help, among many laity have. I've seen private communication between a person who will not be named and, a, and Bishop Strickland himself, saying that he plans to largely focus on doing his job and praying. You should absolutely be seeing more pastoral letters from Bishop Strickland in the coming days, like I featured here on this channel on Sunday. And you should also pray for Bishop Strickland. Read his reports or listen to them whenever I give them to you, and pray for him. We do have a new report, those coming in to address the rumors from Catholic media and Bishop Strickland himself. So, headline from Catholic World Report. I cannot resign, says Bishop Strickland, amid speculation that Pope wants him out. So we're only going to go over a short quote from this, since I have the full text of Bishop Schneider's letter coming in a moment, and the article is mostly just old news anyway. But if you want Bishop Strickland to resist this clearly partisan political move against him, you will be happy here. From the article, quote, an American bishop investigated by the Vatican following his criticism of Pope Francis has vowed to remain in office. 
Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, spoke after reports claimed it was likely that the Holy Father would request that he stands down from office. Speaking to the Religion News Service, Bishop Strickland, 64, said that although he had yet to receive any information of the meeting, he was not prepared to resign from office. As a basic principle, I cannot resign the mandate given to me by Pope Benedict XVI, he said. Of course, that mandate can't be rescinded by Pope Francis, but I cannot voluntarily abandon the flock that I have been given charge of as a successor of the apostles. If Bishop Strickland refuses to go, then the Vatican would have to initiate a penal trial to deprive him of his office. In lieu of strong grounds for dismissal, the Vatican could opt to divest him of authority and influence in other ways, such as transferring him to a defunct see. End quote. Defunct see here means a diocese that doesn't actually exist anymore. And that's what's most likely to happen to him. I've seen some call for Bishop Strickland to refuse to leave Tyler, Texas, noting how the U.S. government will refuse to get involved, as will most likely the state of Texas. That all may be true, but it's likely that when the Vatican fails to force Strickland to resign, they'll at the very least transfer him to some ancient, not, no longer existing diocese. And what happens after that? Well, he'll likely connect with some organization like the Coalition for Cancelled Priests or Vigano's Ex Serge Domine organization or something like that. Time will ultimately tell about all that, of course, and he, of course, could make some other decision we don't see coming. But he has himself said that he cannot voluntarily leave serving his flock, and I personally support him fully in that, for what that's worth. Please keep Bishop Strickland in your prayers as he navigates the stormy waters that he faces. Maybe start a novena if somebody would like for Bishop Strickland. Phil Lawler, writing at CatholicCulture.org, has the best take on the coming removal of Bishop Strickland that I've seen yet. So from his article from this past weekend, here's his reminder that we should all not lie to ourselves about what is really going on here in all of this. Quote, Any day now, Pope Francis is expected to ask for the resignation of Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, the Pope's most outspoken critic in the American hierarchy. If that does come to pass, and if the Pope removes Bishop Strickland, despite his refusal to resign, as he did with Bishop Daniel Fernandez Torres and Puerto Rico, it would reinforce the false impression that bishops are in effect branch managers serving at the pleasure of the pontiff rather than successors of the apostles and not subordinate to the pope. But as Cardinal Mueller recently put it, his brothers in the same apostolic office. And please, if the pope does ask for Strickland's resignation, don't ask intelligent Catholics to believe that the request demand was prompted by the bishop's weakness as an administrator. We'll all know the real reason, end quote. And yes, we certainly will know the real reason for it. The real reason being that Bishop Strickland clearly has the faith and takes his job as a shepherd of Christ's flock with the seriousness that such a duty deserves. And because that he can be of that, he can be neither silent nor willing participant in the evils we have seen unfold from Rome during this alleged pontificate. But now, with all that having been said, I think this is actually mostly a good news update that I'm bringing you. Bishop Strickland is going to resist. People, even moderates, see this move for what it is as politics. And now we have a letter from one of the highest profile bishops in the church written in public defense of Bishop Strickland. Here's Bishop Athanasius Schneider's letter to Bishop Strickland in full. Bishop Schneider to Bishop Strickland. Future popes will thank you. A letter written by Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Praised be Jesus Christ, Your Excellency, Bishop Strickland, dear and esteemed brother in the Episcopate. 
It is for me a privilege and a joy to express to you all my gratitude and appreciation for your intrepid dedication to uncompromisingly keep, transmit, and defend the Catholic faith, which the apostles handled over to the church and with which all the generations of Catholics, especially our ancestors, our fathers and mothers, our priests and religious sister catechists were themselves nurtured. In all truth, we can apply to you, dear Bishop Strickland, what St. Basil once stated in his time. The one charge which is now sure to secure severe punishment is the careful keeping of the traditions of the fathers. Let me share with you the following highly timely words of the same great and saint bishop. The doctrines of true religion are overthrown. The laws of the church are in confusion. The ambition of men, who have no fear of God, rush into high posts in the church. An exalted office is now publicly known as the prize of impiety. The result is that the worse a man blasphemes, the fitter the people think him to be a bishop. Clerical dignity is a thing of the past. There is a complete lack of men shepherding the Lord's flock with knowledge. Churchmen in authority are afraid to speak, for those of them who have reached power by human interest are the servants of those to whom they owe their advancement. Faith is uncertain. Souls are drenched in ignorance because adulterators of the word imitate the truth. The mouths of true believers are dumb, while every blasphemous tongue wags free. Holy things are trodden underfoot. We are living indeed in such a time, as described by St. Basil, with such a striking similarity. The words of St. Basil in his letter to Pope St. Damasus, in which he was asking the Pope's help and efficacious intervention, are fully applicable to our situation today. The wisdom of this world wins the highest prizes in the church, and has rejected the glory of the cross. Shepherds are banished, and in their places are introduced grievous wolves hurrying the flock of Christ. Houses of prayer have none to assemble in them. Desert places are full of lamenting crowds. The elders lament when they compare the present with the past. The younger are yet more to be compassionated, for they do not know of what they have been deprived. Dear Bishop Strickland, unlike St. Basil who addressed Pope Damasus, you don't have, unfortunately, the real chance to, to address Pope Francis in order that he may help you to keep zealously the holy traditions of the past. In the contrary, the Holy See put you now under scrutiny and threatens you with the intimidations and deprivations of the episcopal care of your flock and Tyler, basically only for the one reason, that you, like St. Basil, St. Athanasius, and many other confessor bishops in history are keeping the traditions of the fathers. Only because you are not silencing the truth, only because you are not behaving like not a few of the bishops of our day who, using the words of St. Gregory of Nazianus, are serving the times and demands of the masses, leaving their boat to the wind which happens to blow at the moment, and like chameleons, know how to give their word many colors. However, dear Bishop Strickland, you have the happiness that all the popes of the past, all the courageous confessor bishops of the past, all the Catholic martyrs, who in the words of St. Teresa of Avila were resolved to undergo a thousand deaths for one article of the creed, are supporting and encouraging you. Furthermore, the little ones in the church pray for you and support you. They are an ever-growing yet small army of lay faithful, in the United States as well as all over the world, who are put on the periphery by high-ranking churchmen, even in the Vatican, whose main concern seems to be pleasing the world and promoting their naturalistic program and the approval of the sin of the kinds of activities James Martin seems interested in, under the guise of welcoming and inclusion. Dear Bishop Strickland, thank you 
that you are resolved to serve the Lord and not the time, as St. Athanasius once admonished the bishops. I pray that more bishops in our day may, like you, raise their voice in defense of the Catholic faith, providing thereby the spiritual nourishment and consolation for many Catholics, who feel themselves often abandoned like orphans. For sure, future popes will thank you for your intrepid fidelity to the Catholic faith and to its holy traditions, by which you contributed to the honor of the Apostolic See, which was partly darkened and stained by our unfavorable time. St. Joseph, your patron, the good and faithful servant, be always on your side in the Blessed Virgin Mary, our sweet Heavenly Mother, the destroyer of all heresies. Be your strength and refuge. With deep esteem, united in the holy battle for the faith and in prayers, signed Bishop Athanasius Schneider. That letter was published over at the Remnant, or in, there'll be a link in today's show notes for that. I fully expect that letter to get him in trouble, but not merely because Schneider compares Bishop Strickland to the saints and doctors of the past who resisted evil amongst their peers in the Episcopate, but because of that closing line where Bishop Schneider states that the Holy See has been darkened by dishonor and the rest of what he said there in our time. He used some very strong language, words that remind the reader that he himself does see the same problems that we do or at least many of the same problems that we do, and that he stands in solidarity with Bishop Strickland. And he does need the allies in this. But I'm curious what you expect of all of this. What do you think is going to come? Do you think Schneider will be punished for publicly siding with Strickland? Will Strickland be able to resist being moved from Tyler? Will more people see what is going on and wake up to the rotten smell coming from apostate Rome? You know, I've seen some you know, like change.org petitions try to help. I don't think that's going to help at all, and I wouldn't waste your time with it. But I believe prayers should be organized for this and public statements should be made. I'm curious what you think of all this, so let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.